Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. A Good Omen's Plot Pick, written by Spinner of Yarns and read by the author. Summary Aziraphale has been neglecting to take care of their wings. Perhaps Curly could help. Chapter 4 Touch my world with your fingertips. Crowley poured himself another glass of wine, and then I braided fire at them. Aziraphale gasped. You didn't! Did too. You should have seen the look on their faces. I didn't hit them, not that they wouldn't deserve it. They shrugged. Figured it'd be out of character. Aziraphale grimaced. Well, best not to invite trouble. Shouldn't have invited me over then, Crowley muttered. Aziraphale rolled their eyes. They reached for their wine glass and winced. What is it? Crowley asked. This whole Armageddon situation really didn't number on their already fairly heightened anxiety. Nothing a nice long nap couldn't solve. Hopefully. Are you hurt? I'm just a bit tense from it all, I think. Aziraphale rolled their shoulders. I haven't actually had my wings out in quite a while. I didn't even notice the ache until now. Do you want some help? Crowley asked before they could stop themselves. Oh, would you? That would be so nice. Um, as if I smiled shyly. I would appreciate that. Sure. What are friends for, eh? Crowley said with forced nonchalance. Or long standing enemies, anyway. As if I tugged at their waistcoat. To be quite honest with you, I don't think we've ever actually been enemies. They looked away, and so didn't see the shock on Crowley's face. I know I haven't been great at showing it, but you really are my best friend. They met Crowley's eyes through the sunglasses for just a split second before turning around. Uh, yeah, same, Crowley offered weakly. The wings of ethereal and occult beings weren't quite corporeal the way their bodies were. They could manifest them through clothing without a problem. So Crowley wasn't really sure why Aziraphale decided to take off their jacket and waistcoat. Crowley hasn't seen Aziraphale so much as flash an ankle since ropes were last in vogue, and it was all starting to feel a little overwhelming. And then Aziraphale let their wings out, and the sight shocked Crowley out of their stupor. Crowley took off their sunglasses to make sure they were seeing things right. They were. Aziraphale's wings look like they haven't bothered grooming them longer than most winged creatures live. Aziraphale, they said, carefully. Yes? Have you been taking care of yourself? Aziraphale turned their upper body around to look at them. Excuse me? I know angels don't go for grooming much, too much vanity or something, but this is ridiculous. Aziraphale turned back. You don't have to help if you don't want to. I do, Crowley said quickly. Probably too quickly. Frankly, I'm not sure you could fix this on your own. Aziraphale harmed. Well, if you're quite done insulting me... Crowley laughed. Sorry, sorry, I'll get on with it. Will probably take a while. It's a lot. Crowley! Aziraphale snapped, but Crowley could hear the exasperated fondness in their voice. Right. I'll just start with the left wing, yeah? They touched Aziraphale's wing cautiously. They weren't sure how Aziraphale would react to their touch. Growing someone else's wings was intimate, and they touched so rarely. But Aziraphale did nothing except sigh softly and lean into Crowley, and so they kept going. 
It was lovely. If it wasn't for their heart beating wildly in their chest, it would almost feel domestic. Like they did this all the time, touched casually and showed affection. Crowley grated their teeth. Get a grip, they told themselves. It's not like that. They just need your help. One could dream, but there's only so much time one can spend dreaming about someone before it starts getting pathetic. But let's be honest, Crowley's probably crossed that line centuries ago, if not longer. So... They started awkwardly, needing to break the silence. Enjoying your newfound freedom so far? Oh, yes, Aziraphale said. It's quite lovely. They paused. Only it still doesn't feel real. I know what you mean. I keep wondering when I'm gonna wake up. Passed out in a bar, cheeks wet with tears and stained with ash, the scent of burning paper still clinging to them. Crowley closed their eyes. Aziraphale's here, they reminded themselves. They're alive. Right. Um, we're, uh, halfway there, they said. Whoa, they sang quietly, because they couldn't help themselves. Azarephal snickered. I don't think you could be described as living on a prayer, my dear. Crowley gaped. Then now you need any modern music. The song came out over thirty years ago, but it's still feet for Azarephal. Well, I prefer more traditional songs, but I haven't been living under a rock, Crowley. I do on the radio, you know. Said radio was the size of a small child and looked like it had seen both world wars. Thought that was decorative. Crowley concentrated on Azarephal's right wing. The feathers were soft, even in this state. Honestly, it probably looks worse than it is, Crowley admitted. Your wings are so light you can see a single speck of dirt on them. Azarephal wiggled. See? It's not that bad. Oh, it's still very much bad. I might set you up with a calendar so that you don't ignore these poor wings like this again. There has been a lot going on, Aziraphale said. It's not my fault I forgot. I'm not saying it is. What the calendar would be for. Crowley righted the last errant feather and surveyed their work. There, they said, and pressed a soft kiss between Aziraphale's shoulder blades. And then their brain caught up with their actions. I'm sorry, they blurted it out, scrambling away. I, I'm so sorry, Aziraphale. It's all right. Zerfell whispered and turned around. There's nothing to be sorry for. I... That is to say, I don't mind. If you want to kiss me, I mean. They reached out and grasped Curly's hand in theirs. I want you to. Um, Curly said intelligently. Not quite able to believe their luck, they leaned in slowly and kissed Zerfell's cheek. Okay, they asked. Very much so. Oh, Crowley said. That's good. Oh, Crowley, Azirafel sighed. Before Crowley knew what was happening, they were being tackled in a hug. Darling. Crowley, still somewhat confused, wrapped their arms around Azirafel. Um, not that I'm complaining, mind you, but what brought this on? You've started it, Azirafel said. Fair. Yeah, but I didn't expect you want to... Well, I didn't think you'd want this. Aziraphale drew back just enough to look at Crowley's face. I want this more than anything. Oh. Is this not... I mean, do you not... No, I very much do. Aziraphale smiled. Yeah? Yeah. Aziraphale wiggled happily and dragged them back into an embrace. Crowley melted into it. 
Oh, my dearest. Is this a dream? No, Crowley, darling. I'm right here. One of Aziraphale's hands moved to their hair, and Crowley burrowed closer. Angel, they whispered. They linked their weight on Aziraphale, causing them to topple over. Aziraphale just laughed. Perhaps we should move this to a bit more comfortable setting. I don't know. I've got all on the ground before, and I was perfectly content, Angel. You were also high as a kite. Crowley shrugged and let themselves be dragged back to the couch. Still liked it. Now that they were there, they weren't sure how to proceed. Angel, Crowley whispered. Come here. Aziraphale, slowly, and with a hesitancy formed by millennia of having to keep their distance, put their arm around Crowley's waist. Crowley murdered them and grinned. See? Much more comfy. Aziraphale smiled at them. And if Crowley wasn't a demon with some shreds of dignity still intact, they would have said they looked downright smitten. Never one to pass up a chance to look a gift horse in the mouth, Crowley broke the silence as soon as it settled. So, uh... This is a thing now? What is? The touching? This is a thing we do now, yeah? Well, yes. If you're amenable. Amenable, Crowley thought. Fucking understatement of the century. Very amenable me. It's just... They paused, trying to get their brain and mouth to cooperate. I never dared to hope you might feel the same. Or that you'd want to touch me. Oh, darling. Aziraphale carded their hand through Curly's hair. Curly tried to suppress their shiver, but they didn't think they quite succeeded. I'd call you silly, but it would be rather hypocritical of me, wouldn't it? You're telling me you didn't know I, how I feel about you? If I did, nothing could have stopped me from reaching out to you. Not even heaven? Curly asked, immediately regretting it. Zerfel sighed. I want to say yes, but truthfully, I don't know. I never thought you would want me. It was easy to think do not touch the demon when I thought you would not want me to. I guess we'll never know whether I would have found the courage. But heaven didn't keep me from being your friend. I wasn't always a good friend. No, don't deny it, Crowley. You know it's true. I chose heaven over you too many times, and I'm sorry for that. I can't promise you that I'll never get frightened, but I can promise you I'll never choose heaven over you again. Crowley didn't know what to say when faced with such raw honesty. I'm sorry, they said eventually. Whatever for? I brought the mood down. You did no such thing. It's not... It's not easy talking about... They looked up at the ceiling. But I'm so happy that we came to a point where we can be honest about these things. We spent too much time hiding from each other, darling. I don't want to hide from you anymore. Crowley gulped. I love you. They had been worried it was too soon to say it. But if Azerfell wanted honesty, that's what they would get. Oh, you do? Yeah, Angel. I have for a very long time. I... I love you too. The only thing that kept Crowley from swooning was millennia of practice in stumping down their feelings and Azerfell's arm around their waist. The End Thank you for listening.